Israel, which is surrounded by what it sees as hostile neighbors, has become an expert in border security. What you see here along the Egyptian border is part of a bigger plan by Israel to surround its entire territory with a high-tech fence. Chaos in Hungary as a crisis is declared in two counties struggling to cope with the growing number of migrants. The debate over Muslim refugees dominates much of the political rhetoric here at home. It pales in comparison to the dark backlash spreading across Europe. A new Tense wall protests. is being built right across the border with Syria. The aim is to prevent fighters crossing from Syria as well as stop the flow of refugees. Content at the way his country's neighbors are reacting to the refugee crisis. He also said, We're going to have strong, incredible borders. We're going to build a wall. It's going to be built. Hello, and welcome to the ARC Audio Review, the podcast where we talk about the ARC books online literary and cultural journal. I am your co-host Nina Bang, and in this episode we will be discussing the theme of migration. We have a short show lined up for you today with some fantastic book recommendations from our very special guest, Shilan Deniz Tehani, so stay tuned for that. But first, co-host Stina and I are going to be speaking to our in-house guest and Polish literature expert extraordinaire, Franek Korbanski. So we're missing good old Simon today, but nevertheless, don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody, because uh, we had a little little uh, technological problem, um, which was that I didn't press record on the most important guest's microphone. So we are back and we are staging a, um, a rerun. So this is going to be interesting. And um, to start off, we are here with the wonderful Franek Korbanski um, to talk about this month's topic, migration. Hello, Franek. Hello again. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes, deja vu. No. <laughs> so we are co-host Stina. Yes. How are you doing, Stina? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> and um, co-host Nina, that's me. Yeah. And um, Franek, you recently did an interview with... Um, and I'm going to get you to say his name. Mm-hmm. I did an interview with uh, Krzysztof Czyżewski. Uh, Lovely. Yeah who is the co-founder of a long-standing community project in Poland called the Borderland Foundation, mm-hmm, yeah. um, and which also has a Polish name. Yes, and this Polish name is uh, Fundacja Pogranicze and uh, Ośrodek Pogranicze Sztuk Kultur Narodów, which translates into the Borderland Center of Arts, cul- Cultures and Nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, two sister organizations which kind of work together. Okay. Uh, yeah. In the same place uh, in yeah, it's the north of Poland. Krasnogruda, yeah, as you know by now. <laughs> is, uh, we yeah, know, but they yes, don't know. It's, it's uh, the coldest, the coldest place in Poland. <laughs> uh, yeah, indeed, indeed, very close to the border. Uh, hence, hence the borderland. Uh, yeah. Maybe you could tell us more about Krzysztof Krzyzewski mm-hmm. himself <laughs> and <Yeah>. who he is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Krzysztof is a. Uh, as uh, originally a student or a graduate of let me let me see the uh, Polish literature, and as he as he describes, he comes from this alternative uh, theater background, uh, and he calls himself a practitioner of ideas, which I guess 
is uh, is somebody who who works uh, across different uh, disciplines uh, uh, with with literature with culture uh, but also with culture animation there is a lot of practical uh, sides to it so so rather than the typical armchair philosopher or maybe an artist who's somehow detached from reality he he counterposes those uh, those uh, figures by putting a lot of emphasis on some sort of organic practical work with uh, with the space uh, around and with the people who inhabit the space so yeah that's that's him mm-hmm. as far as i know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and what was your personal interest in doing this interview <coughs> yeah i think it was uh, twofold one of them uh of of i would say of a positive uh denominator was that uh i just really think uh having read the books and and being familiar with it i think it's a great initiative it's not so well known internationally and it speaks to a lot of ideas and uh, a lot of s- mm, sentiments and uh, sensitivities which i think i personally share and maybe in some way we share as a bookstore here at arcs this idea of being a platform where people can come mm-hmm. together and obviously we have a different uh way of making it happen but i think the spirit uh, behind is, is is very alike and i think there is a lot of other uh places like this here in copenhagen and i thought it would be really interesting if people could find out uh about foundation and what they do because it's it's it is very inspiring the, the mode they they operate in and uh this insistence of on uh on being very very humble and and, and focus on the world around you and understanding you're just a little speck of dust <laughs> in it and you're not a, you you're not the most important but but what but actually the other people around you and then uh, the other one uh, the other motivation would probably be that the uh, the minor one that uh, yeah there's a lot of uh, sad news coming from Poland those days so i thought it would be interesting to show something more more positive mm-hmm. uh, tell us a bit about the initial moment when the group decided to settle in this specific town or mm-hmm. yeah, place yeah it's uh I mean, it's 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 very well described by Krzysztof himself in the interview, mm. and obviously, I don't think I can put it more beautifully. But I think there is something really, really, really nice to the story. How uh, they've been traveling around, as he says, and then they stumbled upon this little city uh, with 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 their with their other projects they were they were on uh, the the theater. Uh, but they realized that's not. Uh, what they should be doing because of the experience he he beautifully describes how they organized this gathering uh, which which was named the songs of the old age and basically to this one they they, they've invited uh, as he says poles lithuanians old believers ukrainian and belarusians and gypsies and ask them to gather in the synagogue uh the white synagogue in uh in Seine and and sing together sing the traditional songs and i think this how i <coughs> envision it was that there was some 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 energy uh which they had as the as the as the as the troop 
and they were looking perhaps for the best outlet for it and waiting mm-hmm. for a, for some sort of experience which will then uh, allow them to understand what is the, the best form to use this energy. Uh, and I really like to think about it because very often like this, like in this sense, it's, it's something very close to me, this idea that we seek ways of, of like we know we want to do something we're not sure what be, but we feel the energy and we like we try to do different things and then every now and then something happens like things click and the stars align and we realize that's it like and i think this must have been one of those like really beautiful experiences i wish mm-hmm. i <laughs> i could uh, could have been there uh, <laughs> in a way because i can only imagine the 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 beauty and the the, the sort of energy w- which materializes and as he said like after the gathering happened uh, he says they immediately knew that that's what they want to do that it's not uh, it's not something that they would bring to the table from afar and kind of superimpose it uh, throughout the interview he 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 Christoph Das criticized this this attitude of like popping up with an event and like bringing your own things to people but without really giving them a share in what's happening he's he he he, he is very much uh, a proponent of a completely different approach like a humble approach when you show up and you're a guest so you listen to the others and learn from them and work with them uh, and I think it this this in a way is at least how I uh, how I un- understand is uh, one of the defining, uh, defining uh, characteristics of the of the way they they work, and there is something really beautiful in this idea also of rooting yourself somewhere, uh, and and respecting the the place and the space and, and uh, all the things which come with it, uh, mm-hmm. and it's I think it's always a, a mutual process. It's 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 very opposed to to what we know so well. Uh, do you know, because um, you said you read his book about the foundation, mm-hmm. do you know anything about how he sort of reaches out to people in the local communities? Because mm. it is in this region where there are tensions uh, and conflicts. Yeah. How does he reach out to different Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> one thing which, uh, because it's been a while since I read the essay, but one thing which uh, definitely helped them was that uh, they were strangers and they were n- they were seen as some bunch of crazy avant-garde hippies almost yeah. called the uh, Świerowiercy which which would translate into by by the by the locals that they were labeled Świerowiercy and Świer is basically a nut and Wierca is a <laughs> believer so nut believers or something okay. that's how they were they, they were seen initially <laughs> and so uh, in a way, I believe, like this, this, this position of total outsiders and kind of weird, not fitting, uh, allowed them to gather attention on the one hand, but also uh, maybe some interest. And I think it's mm-hmm. also very natural. It's not like word of mouth, maybe. Uh, yeah, and I think it, with the project, they, 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 with the projects they, they do, I think they have uh, projects with schools and like they work with, with a lot of different. Uh, com- communities in a sense are like little very different uh, parts of the community and it's also not that you have to reach out people separately because they already are there they live there together mm-hmm. uh, and then th- another factor I guess is just time and like with time with this idea of of being rooted somewhere you you almost become a part of the of the tissue 
uh, it's, uh, of, of the place. And I think by now uh, it's the most natural thing. But yeah, the not believers, uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> is the, that's, that's, that's how they started. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, he talks in the interview about literature and these kind of myths of the borderland in literature mm. uh, that he's read from different authors from different mm. regions around yeah there is that anything that you yourself yeah have come across no actually it's uh, it's it, it was very uh, very inspiring to me because uh, I was n not so much familiar with that myth but uh, uh, or what he calls a myth uh, or tradition, but it's 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 really interesting and inspiring. And of course, I am somehow familiar with the work of Czesław Miłosz, and obviously you can uh, Czesław Miłosz, whom uh, about whom uh, Krzysztof uh, talks uh, at length and very beautifully, and they also yeah. met at some point uh, and and became friends. And Czesław Miłosz was very much supportive of of the of their initiative and. And his and house is, or his estate? Yes, it's, is a big it's part his. Uh, of the yeah, it, it well. he he donated it. It is this beautiful, this beautiful picture of it. It's this white building with a red front yeah. now, and it's a part of the Sinkrasnogruda. Uh, it's a part of uh, of a foundation now because uh, as a gesture from Joseph Muir. But mm -hmm. coming back, like obviously, uh, it, it is it's very easy to 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 to, tra to trace those those. Uh, what you would call maybe signs of 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 many different influences. Czesław Miłosz writings, uh, not so so much familiar with his poetry because I'm not a big poetry reader. But in his in his prose and in his essays, and uh, he he narrates a lot of it. Uh, but as I say, this is not something I personally ever ever was concerned with or it didn't really appear to me uh, in, 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 in this uh, the way he uh, or Christoph frames it but uh, yeah one, one, one book he mentions which was really close to me is the glass bed game by Hermann Hesse it's one mm -hmm. of the I would say very much formative novels in my life uh, which which narrates this surreal utopian uh, uh, space for 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 learning and this also weird esoteric game which goes on connected to it uh, and, and in the kingdom of Castalia or region of Castalia uh, and and this this myth of of this space where people can be creative but not necessarily along the lines which are defined by say academia or or history, but can experiment, uh, and it's okay to be both uh, a learned person and an artist, and find different outlets to to kind of navigate uh, around. I find this very very inspiring. Uh, I'm 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 very much for for experiments in this field and not being afraid to I don't know like try to try to say something which 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 would would be of value uh, as far as theory is concerned but do it in a way which which fits you naturally mm -hmm. even if it's not the the default essay mode or something yeah. so so I, I was really happy he mentions this book and and recommends it to people because yeah. uh, i wish everybody <laughs> everyone everybody, should read yeah it. everyone should uh, should read it i think it's a really really beautiful book 
I was uh, really pleased that he mentioned Bruno <laughs> Schulz because I read that at uni and mm. thought it was absolutely. I'd never ever even mm. heard of him, and yeah. I, and we when we studied the uh, Galician literature, mm -hmm. which is like another borderland area, but sort yeah. of more southern Poland, yeah, where it yeah, borders with yeah. Ukraine, and yeah, yeah. Bruno Schulz's books, they're just. I have Absolutely I have incredible. to stand I have to say like Bruno Bruno Schulz is one of the people which I'm so happy I can read in the original like I really appreciate yeah. I can read him in mm -hmm. Polish because till this day I will remember the experience of having a sensation that I'm stumbling across probably the most beautiful lines yeah mm -hmm. uh, and consecutively so over the over the whole whole book that was that was great I was also really happy because I thought. Yeah, like let's 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 also ask like what maybe people from a different generation and different backgrounds like what 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 they think we mm -hmm. we could profit from because it's also very easy for us to kind of remain in this our our framework where certain books and and, and, and narratives are kind of natural to us mm -hmm. but we might overlook something of value which uh, which which we wouldn't otherwise come across so obviously Gombrowicz I would also recommend Gombrowicz yeah. to anyone at any time it's just <laughs> unfortunately very hard to get him an English translation yeah into the bookstore I've been working <laughs> I would say that I know I shouldn't do this because we sell English books <laughs> <laughs> but I would really recommend the Danish translations of Bruno Schultz because I can't mm. read Polish so I can't yeah sort of analyze them but yeah. they're amazing in Danish it's incredible. one of the texts that was really kind of interested of how does it work when translated actually because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read them in German and I thought they were really beautiful in a way that they were really like there was some narration in it or it was narrative but still there was also it seemed somehow sometimes weird in a mm, way very yeah, weird yeah. it became very visual yeah in those yeah. like it became those really Epical <laughs> moments, which <laughs> kind of like stick with me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we might be referring to the same thing. I would also <laughs> frame it as it almost affected all your senses at once yeah. in some strange way. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, we need. Uh, we need. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get <laughs> shoot in Danish, <laughs> in German, and like then check in English. Yeah, exactly. Like, how does this work? <laughs> yeah. But whatever language, just go and read. Uh, go and read him. <laughs> go and read Schulz. Yeah. I was thinking like in relation to our own humble endeavors at mm. art books, is there anything that you discovered when you were talking to, please Krzysztof. say <laughs> Thank you very much. By the end um, of this uh, I will know how to pronounce <laughs> it properly. <laughs> was there anything you, you, that sort of struck you as something that you could mm. take further? Yeah, I think. In a practical sense. Yeah, in a, well, if obviously the, the dream would be that we also can can get rooted here and have this long history. We're doing great so far, <laughs> still yeah. existing, but I think there is a lot of beauty in this uh, attachment to the place uh, you read. Really, yeah. And uh, I think it was very, very eye-opening, this idea that you should listen to people who are you surrounded with. So I guess we, we, we very often try to bring things to people and try to try to do something for obviously for Nepal but also for this like local community little small literary community here like with the listen at a festival mm -hmm. and so on and, and uh, so forth but I think this idea that I that that we maybe should kind of be more and more uh, inviting for people to to call 
collaborate with us on what we do I think co-create uh, yeah co-create yeah. exactly that would be really beautiful and I'm I think uh, this is something I would definitely like to to perhaps work a little bit more on mm -hmm. provided there is time <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it yeah. comes very close to his idea or it like and he has a term for it he calls it invisible bridges mm -hmm. which i thought was kind of like mm. which i thought was very interesting mm -hmm. and you also mentioned that he got this idea very much from a book which is called invisible cities by mm. italo calvino mm -hmm. which i thought was interesting as yeah, well yeah 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 i think the invisible bridges is one of uh, of sort of defining symbolical slogan for a lot of activity another one he refers mm -hmm. to is the connective tissue mm -hmm. so again yeah. <laughs> uh, all the m all the all the metaphors used they point toward this thing which is which is in between somehow mm -hmm. and the invisible bridge is a really beautiful one right because mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah uh, you don't see it but you need it in a way mm. uh, yeah so this is this is obviously I think like a really, really, really beautiful uh, idea to have in mind when you do things, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. I think a lot of places would 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 be so much better and profit from actually paying attention to uh, potential to invisible bridges. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think I think it it is very inspiring. In a if if you yourself are involved in any sort of activity, cultural activity. Mm -hmm. however humble uh, I think I definitely felt like I learned a lot also from the from the books they were really really inspiring the mm -hmm. little center of the world unfortunately to my knowledge they are not translated but so could you just tell us yeah which which books in particular are you referring to and, and yeah, mm, yeah if they're I available mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, to non-Polish speakers I have two copies with me here one of them is called Małe Centrum Świata Zapiski Praktyka Idei, which uh, would translate into a little center of the world, notes of a practitioner of ideas, and those are essays which kind of narrate the the working of a of a foundation, its history, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, insight into what they do and how they do it and uh, and how they work. Whereas another one is called Miłość Kankawączna, so Miłość, a connective tissue. And this is a collection of uh, essays by Krzysztof devoted to to Czesław Miłosz, who's been a, uh, who played a very important part in, in in Krzysztof's life. I think the opening essay, if I'm not mistaken, is his uh, master thesis devoted to to uh, to Miłosz. Actually, wow. so it goes way the <laughs> it goes way back. The romance is uh, deep. Yes, <laughs> and then uh, and then they stumbled upon uh, themselves walking down a village road. So yeah, <laughs> there's something really, really I don't know, crazy about all yeah. this. Yeah. So I imagine, well, in my case, it wouldn't be possible to stumble upon Hanar and anymore. But this is kind of. Narrative, yeah. you write uh, your mm -hmm. your thesis, and then one day just bump into one another. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, those are those are really also really beautiful books. And uh, you don't think they're available in, in English no, yet? But uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> translation I'm, Tuesday. Uh, translation Tuesday, <laughs> Colin. That's a yeah. big Tuesday. We're referring here to the <laughs> undertaking of our <laughs> lovely friends, uh, Nels and Sherry. Yes. Uh, 
who are now uh, pushing the translation agenda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's mostly poetry. M- mostly right? poetry but and mostly Scandinavian, yeah, but yeah. it's gonna it's gonna just grow uh, and grow. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> just you wait. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if anybody wants to read the full interview, yes. uh, you can find it on arcbooks.dk mm-hmm. and then click on arc review. I think, yeah, for those interested, you can also uh, go to the website uh, of the foundation and the center and find a lot of information. There is an English, English version as well. The link Fantastic. is the link is uh, in in there. And yeah, there is so much here that like like we we haven't even covered like a fraction of it. But <laughs> that's that's great because yeah, there is a lot of exciting stuff to to find. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for coming. Mm, yes, oh, thanks, thank Anik, you. That's and talking about Borderland Foundation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That was really, really, really nice. Thank you. you can read the full interview with Krzysztof Szyszewski on the ARC Review, as well as other articles related to this month's theme. And now, here to give you some recommendations for your late spring slash summer reading list is a very special guest, Shilan Denis Tehani. Hello, Shilan. Hi, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> so, for our listeners, Shilan, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Marsin in Turkey. And um, what did you study? Uh, I studied archaeology. Archaeology? Amazing. And did you have a specialism? Yes, uh, women gladiators of the ancient uh, world. Women gladiators? Yeah. Do you know any of their names? The names of the of the uh, women gladiators? No, uh, we, we are search, searching. For yeah. the names, but it's yeah. very difficult to find. Yes. Okay. Wow, incredible. I want to read your thesis. <laughs> Amongst many other things, Shilan writes for a new online journalism platform, The Tea House Times, which is based at Trampoline House in Copenhagen and run by asylum seekers and refugees who report on issues related to the Danish asylum system. For anybody that doesn't know, Trampoline House is, much like the Borderland Foundation, a local community project, but with a focus on and run by asylum seekers, refugees and other members of the local community. Shilan will very soon be publishing an article with the Tea House Times about camp life and sisterhood in the Danish asylum system, as well as her experiences with bringing concepts and ideas from the books that she has read into her daily life. And Shilan, you've been so kind as to bring us some book tips um, so that our lovely listeners can go away and get hold of some fascinating material for their summer breaks. Can you tell us what they are? Of course. Uh, Number one. Uh, the Stranger Albert Camus, number two, uh, Not Without My Daughter, Betty Mahmoudi, mm-hmm. uh, number three, The Little Blackfish, Samet Berhangi, number four, uh, Brave New World, Aldous Huxley, uh, number uh, five, Living My Life, Emma Goldman. Woo, that's yeah. a good list. Yeah. Not your favorite on the list, if you have to pick one on the uh, whole list? Uh, the Little Blackfish, okay. Samad Barangi. Yeah. Samad okay. Yeah. So listeners, if you need a book and you can only have one book, then you have to pick The Little Blackfish. Yes. Okay. Great advice, Shilan. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> VCs. VCs. <laughs> hi, hi. Hi, hi. <laughs> 
Shilan writes in Turkish, but if you are interested in reading her article and other articles like it, then go check out trampolinehouse.dk, where the Tea House Times is set to be launched very soon and where you'll be able to find publications in both English and Danish translation. We'll be back next month talking about a brand new theme. In the meantime, please feel free to leave us feedback on our Facebook page and remember to check out arcbooks.dk for more marvellous content. <laughs>